Hello and welcome to the Free Associates. That's right, folks, the Free Associates, the freedom of association, the freedom to associate with anything, any idea that's just wandering around because you know what? It'll strengthen whatever is to follow. And perhaps we can find something new out of just like any old idea. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but we do have to kind of allow it, allow it to happen. And in speaking of allowances, we want here at the Free Associates, like every day, we want to allow you the permission not to know what you're thinking or talking about because we almost never know what we're talking about, folks. And we're okay. We're comfortable with that. You know, we're expected to have an opinion about everything. Like there is no way that I can have much of an opinion about anything because these topics are so deep and broad. Our focus is not particularly on the political minutia of what's going on. We're not particularly concerned by the 2020 election that's going to run its course. But what we are interested in is what society can be and what dialogue looks like. And that's it. We're not experts. Waylon, how you doing, pal? Doing well. I'm doing well. How's it going, man? Well, I forgot to hypnotize uh, you. Uh, uh, yeah, we got to get the Facebook go. thing in. Oh, no, I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, you got it good today. I got it just right today. Uh, it's been a while. Hey, how about that snow today? Wasn't that awesome? Yeah, that was weird, dude. We're living in this weird... All day. Yeah. All day. We're living All in a weird day, simulation, like man. <laughs> That's what it is, man. We're That's what it is. Simulation. That's what it is. It's a simulation that no one was playing for like 40 years. It was like somebody's like giant PlayStation box in the sky and they just didn't like play it for all these years. And then on September 11th, they're like, oh, I forgot. I totally forgot I had this game, this game console. And ever since then, they've been like, I said to, uh, I put a thing on Facebook today. I said, uh, it's, it's April, it's late April and sunny, but it's snowing. Right. We're, we're, we're working during, spring vacation but we're not in school and tom brady and rob gronkowski aren't retired but they're not playing for the new england patriots yeah 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 but they're playing together yeah yeah so i'm like yeah i was like there is some sort of da vinci code sequence that i need to solve in this that is going to cure the pandemic that's what's going to happen. That's right. That's right. That's it. That's it. Or or me. Uh, maybe it's me. And you no. know, you know, because we've talked about this, is I randomly got Oculus Rift glasses, like, in January. And they're still in my closet. I'm like, if I open this thing, like, this is going to be one of those <laughs> 80s movies where it's yeah, like... Yeah, it's Jumanji yeah, 3.0. Like beams of light coming out of my head. I mean, there have been moments during this, like, with any kind of big thing where I'm kind of like, is this real? Like... You know, did I go down the wrong uh, <laughs> pipe or something like that? Like after September 11th, I was like, there's another version of me that lives in the world where September 11th didn't happen. You know, there's like yeah, a some alternative universe, yeah, alternative, like calm universe that, yeah. that exists. Well, I'll tell you one, the one good thing about having the 10 day weather forecast on your phone. And by the way, it's going to be 55 on May 1st, you know, yeah. just so you know. But the one good thing about this, Waylon, is that when you see a good day coming, you really take advantage of it. Oh, for so sure. So tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow is going to be nice. Now, folks, if you're listening to us on WMUA Amherst, this is a rebroadcast. So we do it every day live around 3 o'clock on Facebook Live, and then we rebroadcast it on WMUA Amherst, which is our flagship station whoop, in whoop. our true home. Yeah, that's right. We love MUA Amherst. We love it. Um, so tomorrow, or let me just put the word Wednesday on it. No, Thursday is going to be great weather. So if, if you're inside on Thursday, go outside and tomorrow, uh, all right, I'm getting all kinds of speaking of simulations and getting confused. <laughs> I get everything all backwards, 
By the way, I'm, I'm getting zoomed out. I don't know if your experience, we're going to talk about the closing of school today, but I feel like there's a trend where students are not putting on their videos anymore in class. Are you getting that a little bit, Waylon? Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of those kind of persistent psychological things where it's it's just like COVID. It's like everybody's looking around and then one, one right. person starts retreating and then all of a sudden it's like, yes. then all of a sudden you're just staring at these kind of blank well, I avatars. I do not like it. Yeah. I do not like it. And, you know, I get it because if you're one of the only two people who have your video on, it feels weird, yeah. um, which is, that is why it's kind of momentous, but yeah. I do not like it. Well, one of the and things... Yeah, one ahead. of the things that uh, one it might be a factor that's going on is uh, I was talking to another teacher friend and she was saying how she was annoyed at uh, people that, or they had to send out at their school a thing for like etiquette for Zoom, not being in bed and all these things. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't care if you're in bed. Like, that's fine. That's part no. of this entire thing. Like, I've been in bed a lot of, of this, too. I don't want to see anything inappropriate. But if you're lying down and you have the, your laptop there, I'm more than fine with that. You've showed up. You're, you've you've done your part, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it might be that so, they're I mean, thinking that they're being rude or disrespectful. Well, I actually think it's a little bit rude to not have your video on. I know that's not true. Like, as the words come out of my mouth, I totally get why people wouldn't want their video on. I really get it. Um, it's not rude, but it's hard. It's hard to face a bunch of blank squares especially because with all those students in the room, you have to mute all the mics um, or it's kind of chaos. So, you know, I really enjoyed it for the first couple of weeks because I felt like students were putting on their video. I'm, I'm kind of bracing myself for that becoming now not a really fun moment in my week, the synchronous learning. If it's like a bunch of blank squares, it's going to be hard. You know, I yeah. feel like I'm being watched, but no one's what I'm not able to see anybody. And by the way, when they have their video on, you can kind of see when they have a question, just like if they were in class, you can kind of see if they have the answer. So it's useful. Yeah. You know, I think that you can the, see yeah. if they laugh at your jokes, you know. That's yeah, that was that was another one that a teacher friend was saying. It's like you're it's like almost like when uh, like a Jimmy Kimmel or something not having a live audience. So that it's just like a joke yeah. lands and it's just silence. So you're just like you you as a teacher, like retreat into that, like self-consciousness. Um, yeah, it's very bizarre. But the, the, the thing that I want to do is try to figure out ways to make it more interactive and make it fun yes. to be there. And. I don't even consider at this point, I mean, all, all my curriculum is online, like we're going over review stuff, but I almost want to toss it out the window and play like Jack in the Box or like just games the entire time and just say screw it to, you know, they're getting the curriculum through their video assessments and their quizzes and, and they can follow up in emails and they're doing projects. But it's just that interactive emotion that in emotional connections and community that we need to build. That's what I need to start focusing on a little more. Well, that's right. <clears throat> and I've done music where we like listen to a piece of music and, and analyze it a little bit. That was that was good. I done Kahoot, although it crashed my Zoom today. But that's fun because that's like competition, right? It is a competition and it's related to what you're studying, which is the added benefit. But I agree with you. You know, if I were to choose to spend that one hour a week building community and checking in and giving these kids a little bit of fun or like direct instruction, we have the stuff online. You know, you yeah. want to leave room for them to conference with you, but they can always conference with you later. Now, we have gotten the edict that we're not going to go back to school this year. Yeah. And 
that did not come as a like a body blow to me because I think in the last couple of weeks you've watched me kind of let this thing in little by little. Ten percent at a time I've been like, okay, you know, and it's it's hurt as I've let it in. Um, and thinking about the kids not having graduation, all kinds of stuff. Um, I got this beautiful email from do you know Shazi? Yeah. You know him? Yeah. Shazi? Oh, he's such a great kid. Sent me a beautiful email yesterday such a class act and it was so nice to get that because it was a letter of appreciation for me. She's been my TA and my student for many times, but like I've kind of let it in. How are you, how's it sitting with you not going back to school? Where are you at with it just emotionally before we look at the article? Yeah. Um, I'm crushed. I mean, like I, I, I think that you know this more than other people, but uh, my work is my life. I mean, that's how I, reg- I that's a huge part of my self-regulation, a huge part of just investing no. in, in all of this is just how, how I stay healthy. I just, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a peculiar time. I mean, I'm thinking obviously for the students, but just as, as a person that just is always at the school or always trying to catch a, uh, you know, a sporting event or, uh, like prom, I go to every single prom and, graduation and it's just a big it's a big blow it's just a big blow yeah yeah you really you really dedicate yourself to the whole experience of the high school i mean uh, myself less so but being in the building is a big self-regulator for me and just being around the students is just the, the benefit of the job you know like that's what makes that job magic is having these funny conversations with teenagers who are so funny and with it and interesting and constantly making me reflect on my own assumptions really you know they're they're big pre-associative machines so it's it's tough it's going to be tough and i wonder if there isn't a way i agree with you i think that that hour should be fun and and maybe that's the way to get them to turn on their video a little bit maybe there's some kind of thing that we can do that's like hand signal game or almost something like that i don't again i don't want to force anyone turning the video on i understand why people wouldn't want it on but I'm going to have to find a way to make that work or I'm going to get depressed. I, I have how many more weeks of that? Yeah. And it will not be good if I'm just looking at blank squares. I know it. Yeah. And the other thing is that you we got to capitalize. Do, we can do spirit. We got to capitalize it, on it now. Spirit. Yeah. We, yeah. The, the big thing is that the students are showing up right now. If there's no incentive to show up, there's the, the numbers are going to start dropping. So, and I mean, it's just, it's yeah. just psychologically we, we need it too, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that like in mid-May, when I think a lot of the social distancing stuff will ease, like a lot of those edicts will ease, because I really do think they will. You know, there's a lot of pessimism out there. I talk to a lot of people and they're like, no way. Like we're in for it. It's like, no, look at Spain, look at Italy. You know, they're like easing them up. Like we have a model. Those countries got hit really bad. Well, guess what? They're easing up now. Um, So I, I can't, the pessimism bothers me out there. It's like, we don't, first of all, we don't really know, but I'm hoping that by mid-May, you know, it'll ease up and then maybe we can meet our students in Child's Park or something. I don't know what the what the rules would be around that, but that would be great. You know, I would totally do that over Zoom. Yeah. I mean, and not, and not only that, I mean, just having the, the students be able to interact with the with each other is, is super important too. I think there's a lot of vital things that are being missed right now, especially for our seniors. And um, I feel for oh, him. Like we're, we're trying to do this. I'm trying to do this thing on Instagram, doing a guess that baby from the baby photos that they have. 
and oh, cool. just like posting like senior photos and things like that because I mean they don't get the, those opportunities that sometimes I mean we take for granted and they uh, and they're gone in the blink of an eye but like just the idea of not having a prom and things like that is just is it's their, their pivotal moments well, hey, in your life early on you and I did an episode about rites of passage I don't know if you remember but it was yeah. it was actually on graduation day last year and I, if you recall, we talked about how high school graduation is actually one of the most important rites of passages that exist. I mean, it's up the right top five because they've been together for, for 14, 15 years or whatever. And, and we also talked about how in a lot of ways, it's the, it's the beginning of self-selection. It's the end of not having self-selection. That is, there's self-selection in the high school, but you're still with the group of kids you were with from the beginning. You can't ignore them. You can't just like go into your own demographic and disappear. So high school graduation is a big one to miss, bigger than college. I mean, I'm not, I still have compassion for people missing their college graduation, but high school is big. And for a lot of students, that's their last academic rite of passage. So yeah. they're going to do a virtual one, right, Waylon? I don't know. What uh, yeah, like. but yeah, I, 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 and I'll help with that. I mean, I, I hope that there's some other way that maybe even July or something that there can be some sort of event that mm-hmm. is uh, it, that culminates and stuff but even if it's not even if it's not graduation it's just something you know i don't know something yeah like a party you know like a like a raging party <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know about that but we we can do we i'm definitely i'll be there for that if that happens so we looked at a a really brief article it's really two two letters into the editor from the guardian the Guardian's an interesting uh, publication. I usually get something out of there. And one letter was basically saying, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Wayland, but it was basically saying, the first letter was like, no, we really have to keep the schools closed. And there's a lot of people at these schools who have pre, uh, prior conditions. Now, this is written about in England, by the way, and this year. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit dated right now, but the arguments are kind of whole. It's actually written 16th of March. So... And they were talking about how schools are really big disease factories. I mean, not disease, but whatever, flu factories. There's no question. I mean, I I have 30 kids in my room. You know, my room is not large. It's just 30 shoulder-to-shoulder students in my room uh, on some block. So I get it. And so Richard Beagle is basically writing, um, like, you can't really do this because it's, it's really not fair to the staff or anybody uh, but the other person, Annabella Ferryman, was basically saying, and um, she says, at the height of the pandemic, such closures might be necessary, but let's not do it before we have to. Uh, the immediate effects of closure would be endangered grandparents, many of whom will be asked to care for school-aged children. That's assuming people are working, right? So she was kind of saying, you know, like there's, it's, uh, and I actually have someone on my block who's, daughter and son-in-law are nurses and the school the kids go over to her house every day uh she's probably in her 60s or something like that so like that's a real that's a real thing so i guess what we'd like i'd like to talk about whalen is i mean it seems to me am i wrong that you just kind of accept this school closure for what it is for the rest of the year or would you would you posit something else where it's like, oh, we could have gone back June 1 or something like that. What's your thoughts on that? Do you have any insight? Um, it doesn't matter, 
it really doesn't matter at this point. I mean, we can spec mm-hmm. like the we've we, there's a lot of speculation and there's a lot of different things. I would say, uh, it I would I have liked to go back? Yeah, but if it's going to endanger lives, no. I mean, th- there's I I assume that there has been a lot more crunching of data and analytics in this than I can do personally, and I have knowledge of. So. Uh, and I also respect the the idea that at least in Massachusetts, Governor Baker waited until kind of uh, the last second in, until you know preemptively doing this to you know we're at what April twenty second, and so we're supposed to be opening May fourth. So could you push that goal line down the the road that goalpost down the road two three weeks four weeks, and all of a sudden it's June. You go back for two weeks into for our for our thing a school that is a is being used as the shelter so they would have to find a new place for that shelter the logistics didn't add up there's probably a lot of data that didn't add up and um it's just an unfortunate thing but um you know you, we could could we go okay. back and do like a july thing and try to make up time well then all of a sudden you're looking at teachers unions being like what do we just do for you know busting our humps for the last month if we're going to go back to school there's also laws and mandates against going after july 1st so there's a whole bunch of things it was just it was the right call yeah. it's just it's hard it's hard yeah yeah, so I get it. So maybe let me reframe the conversation a little bit because this isn't a zero-sum game. Um, there is definitely going to be choices, right? At some point, things are going to get reopened, even though that might mean some people dying, right? So what's the calculus there? Like, you can't keep society closed forever. You can't even, I don't think, keep it closed for 18 to 24 months. Like, can you? I mean, I guess you can keep it kind of, kind of closed. I just don't know what that looks like. So I guess I agree with you that, like, in this case, it makes sense not to open up the flu mills that are the schools again. But what about in the fall? Like, should we be closing down every time someone gets sick in Northampton and, and, and like, shuttering the schools for five days? Because that concerns me. Um, yeah, I mean, there's proto- they have certain protocol. They had protocol that they established if we were to go back now, and that was – if there was someone in the in the school that that had it, then we would have to shut down for X day. I forget exactly what the algorithm was, but I mean, at that point, I think we've exhausted all of our our options. We have no choice but to go back and in, into in the in. But because again, there's no eradication of this. That's the biggest thing. We're going to, but at the tail end of that, hopefully, hopefully by September. We hit the part, the the point where we've hit the the high, the apex of all this. We, we're at the bottom end of the bell curve, and the individuals that have have suffered from COVID have gotten it, have recovered. There's antibodies. There might be that's it's it's hopeful thinking, but some sort of vaccine that that's developed because they're they're rapidly developing vaccines, although they take a year. So there's a whole bunch of different. Things I, I don't even think we can have that conversation yet because that conversation is mm-hmm. for mid-July, maybe late July to start looking at September 1st. It might be that we move the September 1st start date, shift everything over and, and, and say uh, October 1st is our date and go from October 1st to the end of June. So there's different things that we can look at. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I hope, I hope we're at the tail end of all yeah. this then. 
Well, breaking news. Apparently, you're a snake, Waylon. Which yeah, you know, I saw that. Down, yeah, no, no, no. Perhaps, First off, perhaps true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I call, I call I Cam that. I set this show up. I, I basically set this show up, and you basically sat there telling me this is not a good topic for a show. So I agree. Something snake-like about your behavior. <laughs> um, He's no. So this is this is the context uh, behind that. He watched a show. We I I, I watched the show with him for for all the seasons, and then the fifth one we were supposed to watch this the the show in this fifth and final season, and he watched it without me. So he's always a snake in my eyes. That's unreal. What was the show? The Boardwalk Wire? Empire, my favorite show. I have, I still have not watched uh, this, the fifth season. Really? Of spite, of spite and bitterness. Oh, really? I love your yeah. spite. I love your cat. But spite. Scott, Scott also wow. has a point over here. The the like her herd yeah. immunity and things that are so they're actually trying to develop based on individuals that have already got this. You take those blood samples and. Um, and and use those as kind of ant- the antibodies inside of the plasma of. of how does that stuff. work? Can you tell me how that works? What would that look like? Would I get like somebody's blood? See, this is the this is the point. Yeah, so this is the point where it's like I said something, and you know, you know that I'm over my over my head for uh, for the science and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, well they take That's a right. needle, and all of a sudden they take your blood. That's and, right. Uh, you, you you like to do like the, the two minute expert, but when as soon as it gets to an half minutes, you're out of your depths. But what is the I don't what's you don't have to tell me exactly how it works, but what's the idea behind the antibody? Yeah, so this so, is an example of something I'm supposed to know, but I don't know. It's it, so essentially it would be like a natural vaccine. The way that you so your body there's a disease mm-hmm. that's that's introduced to your body or a flu or you know the virus is introduced. The the white blood cells attack it. Not only do they attack it and defeat it, but now they have knowledge of what that is. That's why HIV was such right. a, um, a a violent uh, and you know a, a, a huge threat because there was no recognition of oh okay that's we've seen that before we can attack it in the same with the same strategy. So it's taking individuals' blood, removing the actual What's like, like a vaccine gravity. then. Yeah, so exactly. It's so it's, it's like the antibodies vaccine. from the, the the platelets and plasma from individuals that have have already recovered fully from this. But is it it's different from a vaccine though, right? Yeah, like, because the, vac- is, like, the yeah, the vaccine, vaccine. Yeah. exactly. I mean, because is the, the vaccine is replicatable to to a degree where there's you're taking out the the human variable. Do you, have you ever seen that uh, miniseries John Adams on HBO? Uh, no, I can't believe I haven't either. It's supposed to be fantastic. Oh, it's excellent. But at one point, they like bring this guy who has like, I don't know if it's smallpox or something, on the back of a wagon. And they would basically like take a little blood off of this guy and then put it in everyone in the families. They would cut the peoples in the families' hand and like put the pus of this dying guy on the back of a wagon <laughs> into their hands. It's quite a scene. It's quite a scene. That's crazy. Well, I see that you're being Facebook Live harassed by your friends. Yeah. And I see that it's distracting you because you hate being called a snake. Wait, I don't know if you know this about Waylon. That's the one thing that really gets him is being called a snake. <laughs> well, first off, because I know it. <laughs> Second of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a snake. You are a snake. Um, all right. So since you've spiked the ball in my conversation, what would you like to talk about then? I get what you're saying. I think you're right that we just have to get closer to everything. We'll know more as we go. Like, we just don't know. I well, have yeah. a great, one of my great sayings. Wait, hold on. Wait for it. One of my sayings is you always run towards a problem. 
you know, you just run towards it because you can cut it off at the pass a lot of time. You never want to wait for something just to come to you. Although I'm now just contradicting what I said before, but we'll know more in June. We'll know more in July. Like things will pop up that we can't anticipate. And I have to say for all the experts that's been talking, I don't think many people are keeping track of the fact that a lot of really expert people have been wrong. They've been wrong about a lot of what they've said, including death counts and stuff like that. Yeah. So, well, you know, yeah, I mean, the, just going back to your question, the impact of school closures, what I want to know is what is going to be the long-term academic effects or the, the long-term impact on students' learning? So, for instance, I had, okay. I had a back and forth with one of my colleagues about they had a, they had a Facebook post and it said, don't worry about uh, our students. We're going to catch them up in September and everything's going to be fine. And I don't, I don't want to be a pessimist here, cynical, but there is going to be a blip on the screen when it comes to uh, student learning. I mean, you can't just go two months, two and a half months with, with not having an edu- education, especially when you have six months on education and, and, you know, six or seven months on education in, in the United States. So you're missing a considerable amount of time. And as far as I I understand that you know your progress throughout the K through 12 system is not going to stop. It's not. It's you're not going to be. We're not going to be holding everybody back and say, whoa, 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 we got to we got to we got to no. start this all over again. So, so the idea that there is going to be consequences, we just don't know what the consequences are. But to say that there's going to be, you know, and it's it might be less or more for certain parts of that K through 12 scale, but there's definitely going to be some consequences as a result of this academically and progressively. Well, that, that's right. Although I'd like to, I'd like to give an optimistic point of view here because I was speaking to Ms. Nagel, which is a Harper's second grade teacher, and she's such a nice person trying so hard. And I have a lot of compassion because there's a lot of teachers that just don't deal with technology at all, especially in the grade school, you know, they're not technology people. They're like hands-on people. They're like kids in the room people. And the, t- let me tell you, the real teaching goes on the younger you go in terms of pedagogy. So um, here's the optimistic view, Wayland. I agree with you. The teachers aren't just going to be able to catch people up. But I would argue a couple of things. One, students always learn. That's the hope. People are always learning, unless they're really like flatlining with Cheetos in the Xbox, which is possible. And that disparity will grow. But, you know, people learn. And here's another argument. We're living through a historical moment. Well, there's learning involved in that. I mean, I teach history. Now we're all living through a piece of history. So that's that takes analysis. That takes all kinds of historical skills. I also think that when the students come back, a lot of them are going to be really eager to be students. You know, there's. I think there'll be buy-in because I think some students who have been in the middle about like school might be like, and they might value it a little bit more. So I don't disagree with you. I don't think the teachers can catch them up. But I think a lot of students, not all students, are like keeping the wheels turning. But Wayland, here's the other consequence, which is the disparity is going to grow between students who yeah. are keeping the wheels turning and the students who aren't. And that, I don't know, that's long-term difficult, especially when it's like the younger kids. Because in high school, what are we doing? We're definitely building skills. But like, that early education, the, the K through sixth grade, I mean, there's a lot of really uh, tightly packed learning and pedagogy going into that. So what do you think about what what could we do to shorten that gap or lessen that gap? Um, 
what we could we do to sh- to shorten or lessen that? I mean, it's we've already seen that gap that's going to grow. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen we've already been experiencing this for what a month, a little bit, a little bit more than a month. Yeah. So it's like more, y- more. It's, it, go back in time, maybe you know, like what it's 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 hard because we've no, we've that's already not a, that's not a Wayland response. That's not a Wayland response. Come on, well, man. I mean, I think that the best thing You're that I think the best thing we can do. I can tell. <laughs> I think the best thing that we could do, honestly, <laughs> and just being on, on the optimistic side, is to focus our resources yeah. and to try to provide um, meaningful experiences, regardless of what that means in an online environment. Really try to plug into students, trying to make sure that no one falls through the cracks because there's there's a handful of students that I have and there's definitely more uh you know that we are that are being left in the dark as a result of this so bringing up everybody from the base up educating teachers on really how to use all of these tools and use all of their knowledge and use all of their and, and transfer things on- online preparing for the worst when it comes to September and making sure that we all have you know we we did the the whole um uh, Atlas Rubicon, you know, online curriculum, whatever with that, I want to make sure that the students have access to an online curriculum that is robust in preparation for September. So maybe some professional development or some, some stuff that we can do during the, the, um, the summer to, to brace ourselves for the worst. And, um, the other thing that we haven't talked about too is the idea that we probably are running out of time, so we can't talk about it. Is what happens when uh, the things start to gradually open? Parents have to go to work, but the schools are closed. Do we have a scenario? Yeah. It, so we have to start thinking about that. I would say. Yeah, yeah, and you know what else we have to start thinking about is cueing the music, Waylon. You are my slave. You will do as I ask you to. Bum. The music is up and we're about to leave. But Waylon, you leave with a very good question. It's something that Robin and I have thought about. You know, how is that going to work? And even if I'm at home, I love my kids, but I honestly want them to be around 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I want them to socialize. So it's a lot. It's a lot. All right, guys, well, you've been listening to the Free Associates. Thanks so much for joining us on this, like, uh, unopinionated or somewhat opinionated or, like, uh, amateur zone that we like to engage and a, in. And apologies for everybody. I got dark today. I got I got dark today. I got to I gotta bring it up. I don't know. I, don't know I think Gronkowski getting traded and all this stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. I think you, I think you got dis- you got distracted. Is my snake, my snake, my slithered snake came out. I'm wearing the green shirt. <laughs> I'm gonna be in a happier mood tomorrow. You got, you got. Nah, you, you were, you were totally beautiful. Don't worry about it. All right, if you're listening on WMUA Amherst, thank you for listening. If you're on Facebook Live, thank you for viewing us, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye bye.